What's up, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Rock and Beards podcast. Because this is this is a little bit different. It fits better into that show. It's the same thing, which is the different name people. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend Bonnie. And we are here today to go through the body count manslaughter album track by track, giving y'all thoughts and opinions on every single song. Because that's what we do. We review albums like body counts manslaughter. On that note, uh, it's all fair to kind of give you a little bit of context to why we're doing this project, our familiarity with the artist coming into it, and all that good stuff. So that because when y'all come and watch these reviews, we're aware that y'all are like super big fans and all that good stuff. But True. in our case, we're doing this review because our patron Lindell Williams has used his powers of review requestings to um, have us talk about this project in full. Um, and with that, uh, we understand that maybe there are some nuances we miss. And it it's you might wonder, why are you saying all this stuff? I'm like, because, yo, rock metal fans are the most intense people <laughs> on the Internet with this stuff. Like, I focus on lyrics. I focus on message. Guitars and stuff, not the best at describing them. That's what our priority is. Your lady from Bonnie has her preferences. Y'all watching this are your preferences. And it's unfortunate in the climate of reviews today that I feel compelled to say it is. But it is what it is. Um, however, the last time I talked about body count, y'all was really with it. So I really am not that nervous about body count people's personally. But I think it just needs to be said in reviews where I'm not comfortable with the genre we're talking about from like a review perspective for all fans that are going there going, do you know what you said? I'm like, yeah, I do know what I said. Like, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> Anyhow, we so, get it. Uh, I've been a body count fan ish for a minute. Like we reviewed their uh, 2017 project. What's it called? Their uh, bloodlust. And I really, really liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I've heard a few songs here and there. Otherwise, you know, some of the more classics, I'm very aware of the body count group. I'm aware of like Ice T and the expert musicians with it. I watched some behind the scenes front uh, stuff on the Bloodlust album, whatever it is to get a vibe of it. I like Ice T a lot. His energy, his spirit, his, his bluntness. I mean, coming into this project, for me at least, it was just pure excitement. I'm like, I'm going to like this album. <laughs> I mean, what is there not going to be to like? It's solid. But uh, that's all I had really coming into the project in terms of expectations. What about you? Um, well, I mean, really, I've only uh, I only know about uh, body count and because and well, not that I only know of like Ice T because of like our reviews, but like I've only listened to him purposely uh, because of the reviews. So mm. that's that's pretty much what I know. And definitely, this is not necessarily my kind of music but uh i'm open to it <laughs> yeah it's definitely going to be a bit of a different experience for somebody like that yeah. so just just all of that has to be said in, or, in order for it to be like a fair relationship in my opinion yeah. and then y'all watching it can let us know what you think feel free to add context flavor nuance etc etc but like it's just just had to be said anyway um so i know this album drops in like 2014 and uh that's about all i had coming into it the project's called manslaughter June 10th, 2014 to be specific which believe it or not part of the reason we're live streaming this a little later than anticipated is because it took me 20 minutes to figure out that manslaughter is in fact a banned word for titles you're not allowed to use that term 
in your title so i actually had to put asterisks for the twitch stream go figure so that and uh otherwise i don't know it feels like an intensity um i think i know where he's going with the the term having heard the track it's like a commentary on the ideas of being a man yeah. and what's cool and i can't now think of the term any other way it's like yeah he they're all hard the murder-esque perspective of the crime etc but nah it's really a commentary on an attack on manhood and as we'll get to see with it is what i believe um i don't know you look at the the cover and it's like you just see body <laughs> count there they're like looking yep. tough there's a bunch of like horror ass zombie movie dead people kind of like cut out there they're ready to go you see what it is um in case you don't see what it is fully on the stream i'll move this over a little bit whoops yeah on it definitely has an early early 90s vibe to it but mostly because the graphics are so bad yeah um <laughs> like it's like they did they did that on um, purpose like this is 2014 like it I makes me feel more this. like you know like how when tarantino made that grindhouse feel like that aesthetic of like slasher flicks and horror yeah. movies that's more it's what i get like, like it's not like to me this is actually a really well designed cover with terms of like uh sending off a particular energy where it's like yeah. it's not poorly designed it's like deliberately tapping into a slasher flick aesthetic of a certain era is more because you can see it with like the way the bloods and the almost melodramatic poses and everything like i like that yeah yeah we have got like iced tea in like the middle and sort of like the rest of the group sort of like behind him lined up across behind him or whatever and then there's like the title and like you said there's like the zombie type people like grappling for life in front of them for me like it's not my favorite like it could have been better like i don't know if they were going for like this like if this was like they were just kind of like whipped it out and they're like okay fine it's good enough like let's just move on to the next but um yeah my thoughts not my favorite mm, fair enough um sorry I, was, I got distracted for a quick second making sure everything was working but um it is, I, I wasn't expecting it to be your favorite. I was just expecting you to come in, and um, I was hoping, at least, for open-mindedness as we come to I'm it. open. I'm open to it. I'm just saying, I'm like, I can be open to something also being terrible. Yeah, no, so. I'm fully with it, but I don't see it as like that. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just like, it's at... fine. It's just, like, for 2014 like standards like i just feel like it's weird but like mm. i get like, so but i take it like saying, because yeah like, what they're what, trying to do like i think what, it's just sort of like a reflection back to like his like heyday but that's more what it is if you think about like in a sense that's, what I'm saying. that's when it was mad hard to be a man like that so they're like in a in an imagery sense bringing it back to like when the men were hard and the horror movies yeah, were slashing. it has a very like 90s feel so for I, me like, that's why but like I get the 90s feel, but it doesn't look like a 90s cover to me, is more what I'm saying. It, it looks, looks like it could have come out in 1993. It looks too clean. Like, it's too, like, on a technical level. It looks like Photoshop was used. Anyway, I hear what you're saying, though. So, aesthetically, I agree with you. This was this was definitely probably <laughs> a little bit too long. Anyway, as y'all can see, we like to talk shit. So, uh, perhaps we'll get shot. Cool, 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 cool. All right, your lady friend cool, Bonnie, cool, cool. what do you think about talk shit, get shot, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, well, this this one definitely like comes in hard with the heavy metal sound. Like you know, like right away that this is what you're gonna get on this album if you've never listened to uh, Body <laughs> Count before. 
Um, and it's very much like a rap song mixed with like heavy metal and it has like a lot of a, like really good energy. And um, I don't know, it's not too hidden messagey. So it's pretty much, if you talk shit, you're gonna get shot. And that's what it is. And he's sort of like reminding people that like, you can't just get away with stuff anymore. Like they're gonna like come at you and you know, be like, hey, like, we were gonna get shot, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a good start. It has good energy. Um, basically, like if you don't like the first song, you're probably not gonna like the rest of the album. So I gave it a 4.4 on five. All right, so there's so much more to be said about this song. I'm sorry, but first of all, it. like it starts off, Ken, we have to go back to the concept that this whole album is an exploration into a modern version of manhood, what it is to be a man. And I think that has to be remembered because every single song on this project, as we'll come to see, is kind of like looking at it. So what's going on in 2014 and shit is the rise of like Twitter and social media and Instagram and all this other shit. But another thing that's going on is people is talking a lot of shit over the Internet as opposed to like doing it in real life due to a lack of consequences. Now you can just say what you want about somebody anywhere in the world including iced tea and then uh you get like no consequence because like what it's not anywhere so the, the rise of keyboard warriors and and people in youtube comments and things are really coming up with this so you can see how a lot of people may instantly like attach in their formative years an identity to being bold online as a means of like being a man or being an adult or being mature or whatever right and so i think right away he's like no nah, 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 let's get real here if you talk shit you get shot where I'm from and where a lot of people are from is like what's not getting said, right? It's like y'all don't understand the implications of what you're doing. So right away at a conceptual point, like with all of that context, when you hear this song, I think it slams. Like uh, he's not fucking around. He's telling you what the real real is. And when it comes yeah. down to a, like a subject of the real reals, you do not get much more bluntly real than Mr. Ice-T. So at a lyrical front, like... This shit is super blunt. People ain't blew up the spot in a while. Motherfuckers ain't got shot in a while. This is a direct response to rappers dying and shit with the result of, like, violence. And so because of that, um, you know, people are talking a lot of shit. But then, like, you look at what's going on in the drill scene and, you know, what ends up happening is a lot of people actually kind of get shot because of some shit talking that went on. I'm not qualified to speak so much on the subject. But it definitely adds some credence to like the warning that uh, he's giving here, just what's happening to it. Um, so I don't want to like you know misrepresent anything, but I think that's basically where he's coming from. He sees a world of people who do not understand the repercussions for the words that they say, and it's from an environment where like he grew up watching kind of stuff happening so people learn to have some respect or maybe not speak so freely without consequence and this even applies though to like day job lads and stuff if you just speak your mind you don't make more money <laughs> you get yeah. consequences to your shit yeah. and then he comes in and he, <clears throat> he like uses the imagery like you know you were speaking now you're leaking with your bitch ass i'm gonna say this once i don't play with the ak a trip hit you with clips and flip you like it's hard it's well delivered it's blunt it's to the point it's not meant to be flossy it's more the opposite it's like oh you think you're cool this is the type of shit that will happen this is all of the ways a person can come at you i'm actually whatever like and i just love the way he delivers stuff a beast with the beast bully with the fully like He's just, I don't need other bars. I just am hard with my gun and let me show you all the ways I can do it. 
And uh, yo, what's up, Lindell? This one is for you. Uh, and then it's worth pointing out, though, that the way this track is written at a more technical level is also cool. And it's something I wish we would get more of in other, like, I guess in hip-hop in general. And it's the way each of the, the riffs and vocal parts are kind of uh, constructed. So you have, like, everybody lined up with a groove that is designed specifically for the talk, shit, get shot. And then it just flows seamlessly into this completely different groove that's related to the first groove, but is now the verse groove. And then Ice comes through and drops this whole new flow on it. And then it just seems back into the hook. And then the, you know, everything, each part gets its own perfect construction. Then you get the, I'm gonna call it a little corny, but the corny part where he does all of the street terms like hit with the fifth, twisted with the biscuit, blasted with the ratchet. And I think what he's really doing here is being like, man, people have been saying this shit forever. Look at all of the ways you can say it. Look, I've said all of the ways you can say it. It's deaded. I said it all. I think that's a little bit of what he's trying to do here. But also from a perspective of like, well, I mean, he's fucking iced tea. So you just expect him to be hard. <laughs> I don't know yep. how it is what it is. Um, and then after everything, guitar solo shit. Let the fucking guitar come through and just let the music speak for a second, giving you a little more flavor, letting the rest of the band have like a full moment to shine and then just slamming back in on that talk shit, get shot. And it's hard and it just smashes in and it's got a well-constructed pop feel to it. Like it's it's just a hard rock song. That's really what this is. Like, I mean, yep. yes, I guess it's heavy metal. Do I know my genres? No metal people do not get <laughs> mad at me for this. I'm just going with what I know. But I love the sound of it. It's super tight. I love how tight the band plays cohesively together. And I think when you're talking about a band, we'd be remiss not to mention the fact that there is the bassist, the drummer, to everybody else putting in that effort on top of just ice, you know, because usually we focus a lot on it. And while I don't necessarily focus a lot on production, it just needs to be said how great the groove on this track is. Everybody's cohesive. And I believe that is something that is retained through pretty much the whole album when it comes to the band's playing. And I'm going to forget to say it as we go on and I get focused on whatever ice is saying. So it's been said, and I believe that the whole way over. But um, yeah, it definitely sets the tone. As Lindell just said, like it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, I get it's a 4.35. I think it's a vapid awesome song. And I don't mean vapid as in it lacks message, but I mean musically, it is like, like the the Ice's concept is ridiculous. But like when I get into the other side of it, it's not like overly complex. It's just digestible, enjoyable. Like it's more about like this album as a whole that I find super cool than any of the individual singles. There are a lot of singles I liked on the next album that made me come back and go, okay, I can see how like the next album is an evolution, but is this song tight and real good? And would I listen to it again? Absolutely. Is it my favorite song by Body Count? Nah, not really. But is it amazing stills for what it is? Yes. Let it, this is why y'all don't like me. I know it. I'm just being honest with you. Let's talk about how I should pray for death, everyone. I'll write your lady friend Bonnie before I talk for a bunch. What do you think about this song? Um, well, as uh, yeah, it definitely has good energy again. Like, you know, it's very like hyped up and like really gets you like going um, if you want to be destroying people um, because he is just sort of going to make people pray for death. He's going to destroy his haters and, um, you know, very heavy metal sound again uh you know kind of reminds me that i may not be the best person for these types of reviews but hey you know gotta make people happy 
Um, <laughs> and like toward, towards like the end, it kind of sounds like he's like caught someone, has tied them up. Um, and he talks about like different ways he's going to torture this poor person that he's caught or whoever it is. Um, and it, it did make me wonder if it was like somebody like that he like someone specific that he had like in mind when he wrote this song like if somebody like specifically like pissed him off or whatever um and he wants to torture them slowly uh to get his revenge so it's obviously like you know you know it's a revenge story so obviously somebody pissed him off um but i just don't know who and uh you know it's not bad it's good if you're if you're you know want to like tor torture someone i guess 4.5 on 5 yeah, it's a pretty fantastic track, and it got me thinking a lot. There's a lot of repetition in this shit, right? So, mm -hmm. like, look how long the hook is. Look at the different, how many hooks there are. Like, pray, pray for hook one. You know, then you got that other one. My only plan is to keep you alive. That's another hook right there. The way the whole track is constructed, again, into these very distinct parts with these unique grooves and everything that just kind of sucks you in. It really makes me think of... A lot of the things that young people are doing with music that people criticize in melodic trap with repetition and, you know, driving into these hooks and energies. And when you just look at Ice-T do it with metal music, everyone's like, that's the blessed shit ever. But you bring that kind of energy into another genre and people are like, nah, it's not cool. I'm like, no, nah, it is cool. It really is. These kids was on to something proper back like before I turned but, like, my old man Like lots of rappers ways. do kind of talk about like this sort of thing. So it is something that's discussed it's, in it's, like It's not the topic. Genres. It's actually the songwriting structure I'm fascinated by. Like this is more akin to a melodic trap song in structure than it is to like a boom bap song in structure. And that is truly fascinating to me. So it's like all these kids might have been listening to Ice Cube and then just kind of like, sorry, Ice T. Wow, what a fuck up. Still, it's Ice <laughs> T. And then like bump this shit and be like, that's pretty lit. Why don't we do this? And then bring elements of it, you know, add melody to it, do different things. Like you can almost picture that chorus being sung with like a lazy kind of mumbly flow to it. And it will work sonically in another genre and it would just be a completely yeah. different experience so i was pretty like fascinated by this one in particular listening to that but on top of that it's so great like this track to me is way more enjoyable but part of what i think is cool about body count is as you listen to the album it's like a a best of of metal genres so like you don't know what the next one's gonna sound like the entire way through the project and uh, this one I just happen to like more. Uh, it is definitely, like, to me, a perfect follow-up to the last one because I think it's taking a lot of the more, yo, I'm going to fuck you up bars, and he's going, nah, y'all sound kind of weak. Let me escalate it and show you what actually scary stuff kind of sounds like. Let me go into more descriptive details. Let me show you what it is to cross me and what happens. Yeah. And that's an important thing too, is there's that distinction. If you cross him, you should play, pray for death. So he is differentiating himself from other people with that. It's not like I'm coming for you, it's be careful. And then you, you think back to the last song, talk shit, get shot, and the perfect follow up is to back up the threat. So in the last song, he alludes to stuff as he talks about people busting up with masks on and stuff. Here, he's like, <laughs> but what happens when I get you alone? Let me describe a little bit of what goes on here. And then you're yeah. just really left. Like he literally talks about flailing people like it's some Game of Thrones shit in this song. Okay. You know, he's going to take a five iron right in your fucking nuts. Like he's actually <laughs> going in. This is an intense track. But meanwhile, it's so groovy. 
you just love listening to it. It's just so well constructed. It's just perfect. It's a really good song. Um, 4.5 on 5. And again, it kind of is like back on that commentary of being a man. Like, if you're going to be that kind of guy, are you really that kind of guy? And are you really going to be what you need to be to be that guy? So I think there's a reason this track exists to fill up the bigger part of the album. And then let's move on to another aspect that maybe affects manhood. It's the ladies. So let's listen to uh, 99 Problems B.C. Woo! That is quite the track. I got to go back and play it so it's on the screen, right? All right, buddy. How do you feel about Mr. T and his problems or lack thereof? Yeah, because I'm reading right now because obviously I couldn't like not like about his wife that he's been married to since 2002. So clearly he only has the one. Are you sure sure that the wife is not very okay with him having all of these women in his life? Are you sure? Well, they they do like, I mean, they do like reality TV and stuff together or they did. I don't know, whatever. But anyways, I like how this one like starts with like the beginning part with him, like sort of like rapping like acapella a bit and how he's got all all types of ladies and how he keeps them and he doesn't just like let them like go and they're not just like leaving him like they want to still be like in his life i guess and so he's basically just saying that he doesn't have any problems with ladies and so like it's not like (laughs) mind-blowing but it still works and it's a little bit more like rapidy so if you like that then it's good um i mean it's not bad i still gave it a 4.5 on 5 Fair enough. First of all, yeah. shout out Too Short, because if we are going to be talking about songs like this, <laughs> I do believe we need to be giving credit back to Freaky Stories and just, yo, back where Ice-T and them are starting out. This is kind of like makes me feel like that early, early vibes, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, secondarily, I think it's a fun and hilarious twist on 99 Problems, but also kind of addressing like the opposite of what Jay-Z was doing with it. Like Jay-Z used the track to like focus on actual social issues that you face in life, like, you know, getting harassed by the police and shit. Um, and so stop whining about your women and crap because those aren't real problems. You can solve yeah. those problems pretty easily. Now, I believe what Ice-T has chosen to do with this topic is going the other route with it. Like, yo, women are all over the place, and I love them all. And because I love all of the women out there, women accept and love me back. And I'm not really, whatever, judgmental with it. It's kind of, that's basically what I got from this song is in a big, like, roundabout way. It's like, yo, women come in all shapes and sizes and shit. And honestly, if you take the time to love all women, you will have great times in your life is the subtext I take from that. So, I mean, obviously, like, at a superficial level, this track is kind of goofy. Like, literally, it's a lot of bars with some context to it. And then you just get, I got a bitch that loves a boat, boats. And there's it just stops. And then he just goes on, like... Like, he just thought about it. Like, you could just picture him. I've <sighs> written all this stuff about the different women and the different girls that I have intercoursed with on my journey as Ice-T and Body Counts, Mr. Celebrity, Man of Greatness, and perhaps my wife allows me to fornicate with other women, therefore it's all good in the hood. People do that in celebrity land, you know? So, um, then you get to this, you know what? There was that one girl that just loved boats. That's all I can remember about her. <laughs> 
Got a bitch that loves belts. And then the next, oh shit, one that has handcuffs and ropes. So it feels like he was really sitting there going through this Rolodex of women that he's actually had in his life. And there's remembering little anecdotes about them. Um, but it's done in a, in a really, I find it like comical way. Like it's preposterous, but it also just works. And it's like, here, like if you're really a man, like you would a be able to keep women like you wouldn't so yeah. if we go back to that core topic it's kind of like yo i'm a man women want me like the fuck is wrong with you kid is is basically what i think this song is trying to communicate it's more than just the grandiosity of flossing on it but then how do you do it you have to do it in a way where people are going to actually want to listen to it so you drop some shit like this it's preposterous people go ice why did you write about well, let me tell you. And then he gets the opportunity to speak his mind <laughs> on some stuff. It's really brilliant. It's interview yeah. bait. As an interviewer, I totally get where the fuck he's coming from now. I respect this song a lot. Would I bump it a lot? Nah, because I like the remix better. We'll talk about that at the end. So uh, I think it's cool with the acapella. The way he just goes like, word. I rock the whole dab. Heard. I don't care what you say. Like he's flexing how good his voice is at being an instrument and flow control and shit like that right there. Like it's super talented. I just like it better with the other beat that came with it. Still, this is like a 4.25 to me. It's way more clever than I think anyone's going to give it credit to to me. But I think I see what he's trying to do with it or who he's trying to talk to with it. And sometimes you got to write some shit for the people you're speaking to because like what's the point in only ever writing to the converted? Like what would jesus do jesus hung out with the pimps and the hoes he wasn't hanging out with the good people speaking all holy in my opinion i mean maybe he spoke holy to those people but like you know like you have to really think about like what's the value in just being a certain way if you don't know how to have fun and you don't get it like now you've also presented this version of being because keep in mind he's commenting on a group of young people that are trying to find like manhood he's incentivizing them here he's kind of saying yo I bet there's also 99 women. I didn't count it, but I bet there is, in fact, 99 women. I just didn't count it. So if anyone has in the past, let me know in the comments. But if you're trying to get a bunch of people to live differently, you need to incentivize it. So first you go up with the hard shit like, I'm fucking tough, but the reward is all these women want me. Don't you kind of want that guy? Be tough the right way. Look what happens, you know? And so I think it's a nifty approach if you're looking at it from that lens but superficially, I totally get why a lot of people would not fuck with this song. But it's because of what this album is that I really fucks with this song. And then look at what the next track is. If you think about it, 99 Women, that's like a sex addiction thing too. Hey, let's bring it back to rehab. All right, your lady friend, Bonnie, how do you feel about this piece of music? Um, well, this one is interesting. And it is uh, basically like, so, so for me, like, I feel like I got lost sort of in the story a little bit. So uh, at the beginning, he's sort of, at least for me, he's sort of um, laughing at the thought of like, of like wanting to like stop and quit drugs slash alcohol or whatever it nah. is that's like happening. It's not laughing. Uh, like the whole first part, it's like, imagine you're iced tea and you're in a place full of drug addicts and your friends and your homies and shit or whatever and he's like laughing at the bullshit that they say so it's not that he's laughing at them it's like addicts will be like yeah it's like one more drink yo just one more time just whatever this is my last one this is the you know it's more like i felt like that the reality of like the 
like that they're not going to stop sort of like that's yeah kind so of it's like, like the, the point of addiction right um so and like kind of like they, scoffing they may be going to rehab but it's like a fucking lie because it doesn't matter they're just going to keep going to rehab back to rehab it's keep you know you go back to it it's something that you've already been to so it's something that you're going back to over and over again and it, you're just not really going to change i took it like uh, a like a little more like this is more like the person who has been to rehab and is out pretending like they can like have to drugs right like this is like before the full spin or in the midst of the spin out and the guy is like talking all that shit to you and you're like watching them literally kill themselves and you're like nah fuck your lying ass take it back to one place go back to rehab so i took that part as super sincere he's saying like no fuck all of your lies go back to rehab yeah yeah and just sort of like that there's really like no stopping like the power of like these drugs and alcohol or whatever that you know people are going through or using or whatever um and says that he's like sick of hearing excuses so it kind of does sound like he he actually wants like whoever it is to get help but like they're saying no and that they're not going to change um and it's sort of like towards like the middle and like the beginning part i found like a little bit like wishy-washy like i wasn't sure like exactly who it was that like he's talking about and then it's or like you know what i mean like i couldn't tell if it was him or if it was somebody else kind of and then like the middle and like the ending part it does sound like he he's he's talking to someone like he like he's basically saying like don't waste your life get the help that you need which is like you know a good message actually actually and definitely not where i thought that this was going to go um and that you know, he's saying like, you're lying to yourself and you need to get help and you need to get clean. Um, and it does sound like it's coming from uh, a very caring place and it does sound personal. Like it sounds like somebody that he actually loves is like going through this and he's kind of frustrated of constantly seeing them go back and forth out of rehab, but not fixing the problem like at like the core. Um, and it's still like a super like hardcore sounding song, but like with like a positive and like concerned sort of message. Um, so I gave this a 4.75 on five because it's definitely not something that you hear about very often. And um, like him or like his friends like actually want uh, whoever it is that's addicted, like whoever their friend is or family or whoever is that's addicted to, to stop what they're doing and to like, get a better life and it just doesn't feel like it's very like expected like on this kind of a song it just all right guys the opposite contextually anyway i don't know i thought it was very cool and goes to show that he's a, a good friend like i mean it's a great song i just do expect guys like him on songs like this to be rapping at you about going back to rehab and getting clean but it also is because like of ice t's brand and like a lot of people in metal are like positive like that right like it just gets a bad rap so it's really mm -hmm. not like a negative cesspool of hedonism right that may have been pop music in the 80s but oh shit look that's pop music today and oh, pop music oh pop music right that means billboard that means what gets shoved down your throat on like radios and shit so yeah. the thing about uh ice t is he probably has a lot of famous friends that really are addicts and 
there's probably a lot of yous. Um, I'm famous or not. Like, it could just be, like, you know, people he's known his whole yeah, life. Yeah, but whatever. But, like, okay, like, all sorts of people. But, like, I just think in particular, you know, he's in L.A., but he's, like, you know, in a whole world where there's a lot of drugs. Like, access to drugs that's, like, serious, you know? So he's going to know, like, all the real addicts, the ones that can are professional addicts and shit, you know? Um, and when you listen to that, like, first part, for me, it's, like, all I've heard is drug, like the shit addicts say, and that's he's what not in LA. Like. He's in New Jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. then I was wrong. I don't know. I thought he was out there. I could be because he films, uh, or he used to. I don't know if it's still on, but like whatever Law and Order, and that's in New York. I mean, I think I thought he was. I don't know. He's okay. Fine. He's born in New Jersey, and I was wrong. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Up today. I googled it. It said New Jersey. Sometimes you make fucking mistakes with your your remembers. I just <laughs> don't know why I said LA. Still, I just feel like he's powerful in life you know like he's been in the entertainment industry for like 30 fucking years type of thing okay like he's not like he's got yeah. a lot of access to people that are probably addicts is my point as i was trying to say <laughs> so when you listen to that first part and you hear shit like you're checking in next week and you expect me to believe that you need to take your lie and ask one fucking place it's like yo all your excuses are garbage you said you're done on your own you can do it on your own now nah, you can't go back to rehab you're clearly not able to and that's and then it's like mafia i just like the way that again it's multiple grooves like it comes in kind of hard with that like talky shit like he's just disdain and shit then you got that really poppy fucking nice chorus like back Bap, 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 bap. Like, that's a good rhythm. It just kind of hooks you in a little bit more. And it's, again, fucking powerful on the hooks there. And then you get that, like, smooth groove with that awesome fucking bass line. It's just a little simple and easy to ride where he, like, kind of sings over that little next part with the, you say you're done getting high, so I look like a fool to you. And it's just, like, again, like, he's tired of it. And it's just showing, like, yo, I, I can write this song because so many people say the same bullshit. It just goes on yeah. from there. It's pretty straightforward. It's a lot of amazing rhythms and stuff. I feel like it's really well constructed. But um, I also think it's interesting that he brings it up because there is a scourge of drug addiction that is happening that often um, doesn't uh, come and get discussed, I think, by as many people. I mean, it's now a huge topic. I don't know how big a topic it was in 2014. I really don't remember what drug addiction state of topic was like. But now I can't know because it's 2021 and I know more. So we all know now all of the bad things that are happening with regards to pharmaceuticals and people's choices and whatnot. But it's a real thing. And there is probably a huge need just at like a bigger level for society to have better resources with regards to drug addiction and things like that. But if you're talking about the concept of being a man, it's like, yo, you're not stronger than the drugs. And part of being a man is to admit that and go back to rehab and get the help you need because you're not manly thinking you can beat it, you know, that you're in control. So I think it, again, ties into the core concept and it really carries it along. Yeah, I'll give it a 4.5. It's a really strong song, really enjoyable. And let's talk about manslaughter. All right, your lady friend, Bonnie, why don't you tell us what you think about this song? Nope, nope. I don't like the start of this one, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's, all, it's too much for me. Uh, it's very heavy metal-y. Um, and basically about men aren't acting like real men anymore and that there's no real men left, um, and which is like an interesting topic, uh, you know, and... 
he wants men to stand up for something and be a strong man and you know all these men are turning bitches or like you know you have to be a manly man 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 and um yeah i don't know i like this one less <laughs> um i definitely don't like this not that I, I definitely don't like the start. It's just not my vibe. Um, and I definitely get his point. But also, I don't think that manhood is dead. Um, and there were weak baby lala men back in the day, too. And there are still weak baby lala men today. And to that point, there are still strong, powerful men, just like there were 100,000, a million years ago. Well, maybe, I don't know, for a million years, but maybe. But um, yeah, 4.3 on 5 for me. Yeah, I kind of get, like, the idea of where this is coming from. I mean, but again, this is one where y'all watching this have to take in mind that I'm being mad honest that everything I think here is laced on some 2021, my political positions and subjectivity in life. And 2014 wasn't that long ago. No, but it was real different. In 2014, I would not. It's a little bit different. It was a lot different, I think. I'd say 2016-17 was pivotal more for cultural shifts than 2014 was. It was still in its more seminal states, probably hence the need for this album, to be honest. And I think the core principle of this song is meant to be like, yo, because yo, think back to like the progression and shit, talk shit. Well, there get. was like a lot of like metrosexuality, like that was kind of popular in like the early 2000s or whatever. So like, like just look at why. the progression of songs. So like first you have uh y'all be talking a whole bunch of shit so you're clearly leveraging stuff like violence and things like that for clout and views you're you're, you're tapping into something that isn't really you then um on the next track you know it kind of shows what some sap uh some intensity looks like right like cool so he's just showing where his imagination and what his perception and what he's seen is like because he probably comes from an era where in terms of physical violence yeah he's absolutely fucking correct people do not yeah. fight like that it's not really what it is no more which is cool to hold in but like i get his point then again nothing in my brand is front not being hard so i can kind of say that shit because to me what is hard is a little bit different in my perception what it is to be a man to me is less about your ability to shoot a motherfucker personally but i think philosophically i agree with ice T. Because even with, like, you still need the ability to strike when you need to strike and be what you need to be. But are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you being offensive with it? Are you being defensive with it? Are you trying to take? Are you trying to protect? And I think it's meant to, like, question the integrity. Like, snitching fucking bitches. Like, look, look at that. It's like, yo, people who break code. People who got the game twisted. People who are, like, fucking talking shit and dying right so yeah. it's adding this context and flavor to like y'all are fronting on being men with your like games that you're playing and the result of this is fucking consequences whereas the way i handle this shit if people get out of pocket yo maybe we should be a little more vigilant and letting people know that this isn't the appropriate way to manifest the situation 
Their ideas yeah. of being a man isn't what his idea of being a man is. In fact, it's heavily emotionally driven, reactionary, no tactics, no calmness, no thinking things through rationally. And most importantly, there's no code or nothing to believe in. So these are all things I understand because my like everything about my business ethos is based on code and ethics. Everything about how I live my life is based on codes and ethics and things that I believe in are right. I have a lot of principles and I believe in a lot of things. So like when you do get to shit like steel sharpen steel, weeks of deadly disease, if you don't stand for shit than bitch get on your knees and i think about everybody i deal with in my life it resonates on every fucking level and i think that if we go back to 2014 and we think about just how evolved we were at that time with our understanding of the general nuances of the concept of gender norms and what a man is it wasn't where it's at today so y'all gotta understand that like i'm doing my best to like keep in context history in seven years is a lot it's a lot of time to discuss what the fuck a man is in our society the truth is conviction and courage, character, those things. And I really think that's what he's trying to communicate with this song. And that's where manhood is dead. It's not really about the violence. It's not really about it. If anything, it's the lack of character creates an increase in death. You know, like that's kind of what I took from this. So simultaneously, I think it's commenting on how the concept of manhood as he understands it is under attack. And it probably is because there is this idea floating around that hard work ethos uh like actually sticking to codes the patience the whole world is like look at youtube ads get rich quick shit you know like everything in life's a scheme everything in life's how you can get a dollar quicker everything in life is about stacking for oneself none of that is the community shit that ice tea is about none of that is what he comes from none of that is about like so like yo i get it I get it because I really fucks with his general philosophies in life. And like, I fucks with that shit. And when I look around the world, I hear what he's saying. His manifestation of it is a little dated in my opinion. But that's just to me. For the people he's talking to in his whole world, etc. I'm sure it's lit. I'm not trying to judge that shit. I'm trying to acknowledge biases and all that uh, publicly with y'all. I actually really like this song a lot. I think it's really cool conceptually. Sonically, it's not like my top end of them but it's also really cool i like when he just gets pensive like sometimes i sit and think about what it used to be to be a man and it's like instinctively i kind of want to be like okay boomer but then i'm thinking about what he's saying and i'm agreeing with him way more than i mean it's not because when he follows it up it's not just that vapid wow 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 shit nah it's like here's some tangible takeaway like you have to care so how many people sit there and go i don't give a fuck like it's the coolest shit ever like, that's a cool mantra. I don't give a fuck. Well, I care personally. I give a lot of fucks. So when I hear him say it like that, it's like, yo, your lack of caring is a problem. So to be a man, you must give a fuck. Otherwise, yep. you're going to get fucked up. And then I really like what he brings up in the foreign country bit. Because, like, I went to Pakistan, right? And I got, like, a list of rules to follow. And guess what would have happened if I violated those rules? I go to Pakistani jail. Like it doesn't matter what my culture is it doesn't matter what i think about when you go somewhere there are rules and you must adhere to them or else there are consequences anyway y'all get the point um i don't remember what i gave it. let's say 4.35 all right let's move on to the next one which is called get a job all right your lady friend bonnie <laughs> how do you feel about okay. get a job the fine tune by the hit band yeah. body count hmm well, um, he wants people to get a job. Um, and he is pissed that he is paying his taxes to support 
lazy losers who don't want to work because they're on welfare and he's trying to tell people like that to get a job whether or not it's a legit job or not you can rob people or you can get a real job and just do something other than you know sitting around and whining so like and i guess like like you said this is consistent with like his um thoughts of like being a man and standing for something and like you know like support your community and your family and like you know do something that's good for you know everybody um i mean it's fine and it's another interesting sort of topic and it is sort of consistent uh in terms of sound um with all of the other songs so far that we've heard uh, i mean it is very like heavy metally so it's definitely like pretty consistent overall um with that so for me i give it a 4.3 on five i like this song a lot what do you think i like it a lot because um lately the idea of money is on my mind and, and not in like a i'm trying to get rich kind of way more like sometimes people can't afford things and then like crowdsource is a solution right like if you're a media company or you're a content creator and you're trying to raise money off of other people to like make a song or to create something then like yo get a job motherfucker <laughs> like learn to rob yo i go work all day long so that i had the money to go do this type of shit like it's not the other way around this doesn't pay me i work for the ability to yeah. be this person right and so I feel like, yo, I work till I break on some other people just want to take. And I'm not trying to like go negative with it, but there's this big empathy with this shit. Because, yo, that first part, it's like, yo, there's a lot of stress to waking up early and to grinding out and to putting in crazy hours. Like, yo, like you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm just going to watch this YouTube. Oh, I should fucking go do that. Then you spend an hour and a half doing this and then you got to do that. And it's like, oh, shit, I got to exercise. Oh, shit, I got to do this. And then the next thing you know, it's midnight. And that's every day when you're trying to like make things happen in your life. So you figure it out. You don't like complain. But meanwhile, you have people who I swear, like, no, I won't put them on blast. But like this one dude just keeps hitting me up to like ask me where the beats for my contest is at. I'm like the fucking same place they've been at for like four months. Like what? You know, like you see this this attitude of people who just like don't get it proper or like people will hit you up and be like yo i need some money i need this i need that and at first you're like cool 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 i'm gonna support you and yo everyone acts like they don't do it until you really think about your life and that person that you really love that you really care about maybe they're younger maybe you're invested in them and so you give them a little this or that or you give them a little a little weed here or a little cat food or a little food food or a little a little this or a little that but then you look at them and you're like yo how are you high but you, you ain't got albums coming. How you high? But like, you know, you ain't got this coming. Like, yo, I smoke a lot of weed, but I also work a lot to smoke a lot of weed. Like, I literally got promoted to keep up my drug habit rather than, like, rely on other people. Okay? Like, it wasn't easy. It was, like, an effort move. So, like, other people might want to, like, do this type of thing but aren't willing to maybe do the back end of it. And so... You're in a position, you're feeling good about your life, and then you look at other people and you see them and they're not doing good in your, their life, maybe, and so you feel a little charitable. Okay, here's a little this, here's a little that. And then that's my problem. I keep helping you. And you know, people do that with time. People do it with everything. Like, yo, like, 
y'all can Google shit too. <laughs> if, you, if you have questions, like, what do you think people who figured things out did? They, they figured it out. So I think it's like at a bigger level, the specifics are get a job, but really it's learn to be autonomous. Okay. Like in his case, he's going specifically with the learn to rob and fitting into the character that is him. But think about it in a more bigger way, like step it out a little bit. It's like, you could go ask people, how do I do this? Or you could just figure it out and not be that burden. And I like the way you looked at it with welfare because I did not think about welfare one time, but it also kind of applies in that direction. But if you take like the idea of welfare, the charity of time, and you take time as the manifestation of this instead of just money, yo, people treat time in such a terrible way. They don't appreciate other people's time. They don't understand the impact of what they're doing with it. And I love this song in terms of how it fits in. Sonically, it's unfortunately not as much fun for me. So I'm moving it a 4.25. But philosophically, it's like, whew, I like it. And I like it a lot because I relate to everything that's being said in this one. And to a lot of people, it's like, if you don't have the money to keep up, you probably should figure out your money situation before you try to keep up with people who aren't that, uh, like, or who are able to lose money. Like, you know, like it's a thing I'm realizing. Like, people want to be in a position to lose money, but don't have incomes and cash flows. And it's like, that doesn't mean like go do illegal yeah. things. It's literally find a way to finance your shit. However, figure it out. There are long, grueling ways to do everything. Anyway, next up is a cover track. True. I'm aware of that original version. So let's talk about Institutionalized 2014. All right, your lady friend, Bonnie. Have you ever listened to the first Institutionalized or is this like <laughs> your first exposure to this track? Um, I don't remember if I listened to any other one, but I definitely listened to this one. Um, I mean, I can't remember, but um, it, it, it is just a hilarious track. Uh, he just wants to relax after work and play some fucking Xbox, okay? Like, geez. And then, you know, the wife shows up and then she starts complaining about it. And like, I know you're going to get through like all like the, the lyrics and everything, um, but it's just like hilarious. Like each problem that he is talking about on this track is hilarious and not unique because I'm sure it happens to, you know, all these problems happen to lots of people. Um, but it's just like funny, I guess, hearing about it on like such like an, you know, aggressive sounding song um and he clearly gets angered by others because of how annoying you know like other people's stupid thoughts are and like that you know he tries to get his password and then like that's like a whole ordeal and then it just you know it computer stuff does like rile people up and like make you like angry because you're like why isn't this working and like it should just work and like it's not and so like i get that he was like you know like i said riled up by it uh, and then like the last part when he's like eating his sandwich and his Kool-Aid and shit. I'm like, like I said, he's like 60 years old. He probably shouldn't be eating Kool-Aid, but then again, he's going to cut me up and show me my blood if I tell him that. So, and then he like, you know, somebody's like, don't eat all that ham. Like, you know, there's, I don't know. And then there's this guy's a vegan who's like telling him and it's just kind of like fucking vegans. <laughs> like he's just like annoyed that this is like, these are like modern day problems. All of these things are modern day problems. And it's just hilarious and angry and funny. And I guess part of being a 2014 man, like these are the things that he's dealing with, like his real life. So I thought it was great. I gave it a 4.6 on five. It's angry and funny. 
So, I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, Institutionalized is an interesting song. Because one time, like, I found a punk playlist that brought me back to, like, early punk. So, like, the original institutionalizes by suicidal tendencies from 1983 and it's structured exactly like this only talking about this shit in like 1983 i don't remember the specifics that are used in each things but the setup is exactly the same he's like yo i came home from work the other day i was tired and he has this whole like manic thing and it is a commentary on what it's like to like you know try to comment on i think the overall situation is a commentary on anger and how anger is dealt with right so it used to be like you were allowed to get mad, I suppose, and rage out. Whether or not this is positive or negative, I suppose that's what was okay based on what we know about history. And now it's like, you know, he's trying to play some Xbox and his wife is sitting there. And what he's talking about is Oprah, who is heralded as a cultural influence person, is sitting there telling people, listen, if your boyfriend plays video games, he doesn't love you, which is bullshit. Yeah. He really, and was Oprah still even on in 2014? I don't think so. It's more the point. It's This is probably a little bit like whatever. Like So if you think about it, what you really should probably do is let your man sit there and kill some motherfuckers on Xbox, de-stress, and not be out there fucking next ladies. If you're really playing it like a G, in my opinion. Let your man do some shit like that. Y'all don't know what he's dealing with. Maybe he just wants to go kill some motherfuckers. But instead, yeah. it's like society and culture and all these things are to the point where it's even inside of your own home and your own wife or lady is telling you look what this society is saying you're being bad and it's just like you're like trying to express yourself and instead you get told like no you have an anger problem which is again some and like for him i think like the tool of using xbox to get his anger out and he's not being told that he's not allowed to do this one fun thing that's going to like release some of his stress and his anger just makes him angrier about the phone call, about like the sandwich, about everything. It just makes everything worse because so he's not stacks. allowed facts to yeah, he's not allowed to Xbox or whatever. And then if you, so like he basically is snapping inside. And the thing is is especially like nowadays when people don't know how to function and don't know how to healthily cope with emotions it makes you question like how many guys do get in shit just for trying to play a video game but then don't have a healthy way to express it because they try to express it and they get told they have anger problems and they need help so what does that mean you get institutionalized you get on therapy you go on all these routes where they basically brainwash you out of being who you are they don't give you the healthy tools to cope with your own personality and make it fit into a system they tell you this is the only correct way to behave because they put you in an institution said it was the only solution to give me the professional help to save me from the enemy myself so effectively you either go through the system and behave in the conformist ways that like oprah or the customer service people or society or the vegan so it's basically the bigger culture so you could argue that this is like if it was written today it'd be like i tried to say a joke and then the cancel culture people show up that would be like an app thing to put into a 21 landscape that would fit right into it. I'm just trying to use dark humor to express myself and they showed up. And they, so it's like, in, you know, they're trying to cancel you. Go behave. Don't say these jokes. But nobody's talking about time and place and context, you know, like that's just a way to like take the main idea of what's happening. But there is this I, a real thing. This one, I really agree with him where like, yo, unless you behave like a proper middle class person of a certain 
you know, environmental type, you are effectively told that you don't belong in this world and you're, you can't be mad. You can't react. Like I can't get mad at work. Oh man. If I raise my voice one time, yo, it's done. So you have to behave. You have to do whatever, whatever you have to politic. Yep. You have to suppress shit. You have to blah, blah, blah. But then you can't play video games, but then all of it really is an attack on your identity. Um, the internet shit is hilarious because a it just shows how old he is compared to me and how little i ever had to go through that shit but then i also worked in tech support and talked to the people that would have to reset their password and i've been i've talked to the guy that is here and i've also seen really shit customer service agents so i get it i get it i get what it feels like i've been the guy that's built with bad customer service but I've also literally had the phone call he's on in my memory. So it's so hilarious to me to go like, that's what you choose to complain about. That says more about you, my friend, Ice-T, and where you're <laughs> at with things. But it's like, it's it's okay. It's cute is really what it is. This is the cutest part of this song. It's maybe not what he was going for, but it's how it came out to me. But he's right. The fact is, this customer service agent wasn't listening to him and didn't understand his problem. And at the end, of, yo, I'd fail that agent. That agent's auto-failed in my quality assurance grid. That agent's in fucking trouble with me after. I'm going to be like, what the fuck did you do? How did you not listen to this guy? So trust, I'm with Ice-T. It's bad customer service. So it's hilarious that I'm able to give a quality assurance analysis of an Ice-T verse because that's what he did. He gave me enough details here to fail an agent. <laughs> But him being mad at that, I also know that we have policies where let's say I, you swear on a customer service call, they are now allowed to hang up on you. You're penalized for swearing even if the company acted egregiously towards you. So you see what I mean? There is an institutionalization of it. I used to fucking say fuck all the time on customer service calls. So the first time I got told if you swear again, I will hang up on you. And I said, I don't want to wait on hold enough. And I started learning not to swear on calls. And in a sense, it's what like is happening is we get acclimated to play by those rules and get told that our behavior is inappropriate, even if a company is egregious in their behavior. For I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. So whatever, we'll move on to whatever. The song's like a four point something on five. Uh, the next track is called Pop Bubble. All right, so what do you think of this one? Um, he is clearly annoyed, um, with, uh, media and music. And I'm guessing like, you know, specific people that he's got in his like mind. Um, and he's also talking about like people who become pop just to like make money and end up basically being sellouts. And he's like the opposite of that. He doesn't do that. Um, you know, and he's still talking about. Uh, you know, he still sees like the world issues that he's dealing with and he's kind of trying to bring attention to uh, um, like the lie that like pop rappers slash artists uh, spit about and he's clearly does not like what is being played on the radio and doesn't like people making money off of like changing their values, I'm guessing like that's kind of like what it is that he's having issues with. Um, like I said, he doesn't like what the radio is currently playing. It's, it's not making him happy, and he's kind of like annoyed by it. So I give it a four point four on five. What do you think? Um, I definitely understand where he's coming from on this song because, like you said, it's like it's not really coming at people who were trying to make pop music and live this fantasy life off the jump. Like there are just people that come into music because they're trying to do yeah. stuff. This is a criticism against like 
people who claim to be about something and claim to be real but really are more about materialism and shit and um you know sometimes you watch some shit and i'm gonna use eminem as this example like how you still rapping about elevators in your house during a recession and shit like you really think about it like practically it's like yo america's losing their cribs you know like people are doing all whatever like what are you doing like like the things like real about some of these fantasies that come in and like maybe even if you talk about the gang life shit like yo especially when you look at people who like fabricate situations with the specific intention of like selling fantasies and exaggerating things i could think of somebody specific in my city who like literally ignored something that's a reality here in their song so when you listen to their song you're like nah dude that isn't actually here that you're talking about because you're clearly faking some shit to tell a story that will sell somewhere else so like just yeah. this month i went through that experience with a local person who shall go unnamed song i tried to be vague so you can't eyeball it but um so i saw that and you're like hmm and then you listen to him and you're like yo i know how you guys make money i've talked to some of you people about this shit in like the back end like yo don't you have a job at a call centers and shit or like so like it's one thing if like you're doing some real shits or whatever and i suppose you you rap in a life from a point of yo this is for my people and you're trying to tell the story of something or you're rapping about your endeavors in an effort to maybe teach people some business tactics or how to maneuver more responsibly yeah i accept that too that's all fair but instead it's like you know we've reached this point where people are just trying to buy into what sells so let's do it let's fake it you know you've been sold a fantasy you know you don't know the price that people pay for your actions so if you look at it in a sense we can look at the popularization of drug culture and how like certain people who didn't do drugs would like rap about pills and shit just for the sake or like sold a lifestyle because they knew it was litty it's what like the people wanted to hear so they would do it and now you know maybe you normalize some shit i'm not saying anything's right or wrong i think that ice is directly talking to people who he knows are promoting to the degradation of things when the culture is being taken in something that's so harmful to a lot of people in the pop spheres. This is a direct attack on the values of a billboard and the participants in that, and especially people who should, in theory, know better. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, Kim Kardashian turned out to be pretty cool. Just throwing it out there. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I don't necessarily understand why anyone... Like, look, I like celebrity gossip, so whatevs. Um, but it is kind of weird that more people gonna like be rapping about that than social issues i feel like if you have a balance of like kim kardashian bars with like politics bars like personally i feel like it shows you're a more well-rounded person um but even here it's like yo and myself included why are we not rapping about the english french shit yo what are we doing <laughs> shouldn't we shouldn't we all be rapping about that that's a real thing here just throwing it out there into the into the energy and airs anglo rappers in my city anyway it's all good uh he's just like i'm not gonna say names but y'all know what it is i get this track like a four point um three five it's an enjoyable listen conceptually it's really apt and it is what it is and i like the fact that he's saying we should really care about shit 
instead of like not instead of just being so vapid and whatever with it and that goes back to like the manslaughter song like it's part of being a man is standing up for values your own values and for what you think um is right and that's what he's doing with this song and kind of what he's criticizing other people of not doing yeah fair enough it is like it's exactly what it is um i don't know well i don't know what else to say about uh, it let's enter the dark side (sighs) well um he is talking about that he didn't come from money so he understands the value of money and um and like how much he's made and that he holds it close to him and that he doesn't spend unnecessarily it seems and he doesn't just blow his money on everything um and he's not stupid with his money and he's not going to be and like i know he's saying like something personal to him you know about this one but like i just like this one less I really didn't have that much to say about this one. It has like a consistent sound with like the rest of the album. But for me, like, it didn't sound like that wild. So I gave it a 4.25 on five. Yo, middle class people hate poor people. That's what this is about. It's facts, man. I come from a fucking dark side. I understand what the fuck he's talking about, yo. Because, yo, to get it is, that, is that what he's talking about exactly? That's what I took from that shit straight up. Like, that's what I least, yo, because, yo, you got money now? Yo, and how, look, I know how easy it is to, like, lose everything because I've seen, like, some shit, right? Like, like I think he's not talking so, about it from a middle class. I think he's t- talking about it from, like, being in, like, the upper class and then comparing to what he came from, which I'm, he's basically saying that he came from, like, the lower class. So he's not talking about the middle class no, at but, all like, for me. Middle class is house, vacation, car, okay? Like, let's be real. Middle class is money, you know, like... I think he's trying to say, like, just because you have money. It could be wealth, too. But I just wanted to say the middle class hates poor people because uh, that's facts. Like, you want to talk about a lot of social norms? They're done to ostracize people. Like, so in a lot of ways, people are vilified for not being able to live in the way people are blanket statemented like everyone's got the same educational opportunities and shit. What Ice is trying to say here is, yo, I come from a place that's shit, the dark side. Do I come from a place quite like Ice? No, but I definitely come from poverty. I definitely come from social norms that are not middle class values. I definitely had to learn a lot of cultural things. So I come through and I listen to this. You know, the ghetto is not black. The ghetto is poor. You don't know me. You ain't never met me before. You prejudge my life and you don't know my pain. You feel you're so much better when we're all the same. And I get that. Because people really do judge you if you don't live proper or behaviorally. You know, you you can anecdotally, without saying names, look at how people have looked at me in your life that are exactly what Ice-T, I'm sorry for mixing that up, is describing (laughs) on that shit. So, yeah, to me, it's like, nah, people hate fucking poor people. And it's like, because of that, like, this is a dark side. And then when you get money and you rise up and you maybe act different or you, like, aren't... Why don't you give to charity? Why don't you do all Yo, I come from a different world. I say, Why don't you want to do this? Why don't you want to do that? I'm, again, taking my, like, subjective take on what I, I got from this song. So maybe I'm ever whatever. But I have been judged a lot in my life for, like, things like not adhering to a certain way. 
and uh because people are really selfish because a lot of these norms don't make sense to me because it's so much shit and it's like yo then you get to that elitism once behind guarded gates and now you walk the streets police are all different now everything's cool so maybe there is a degree of people who flip over there but like to me it's just like not nah, like to a degree like to be a man is to have empathy and to understand and to judge that people who aren't like you probably come from situations that are not like you now if you extend that to the way the middle class is responding to like fucking everything out there i would say it's a safe fucking thing to argue that middle class norms inherently dislike poor people maybe that's a more politically correct way to put it but sure wealthy people hate everyone so like what like that's just how it is the higher up on the economic scale you go the more you tend to hate people i don't know why i don't make the fucking rules it's like you get more isolated more protective of your own circle and it's fuck everyone else like i don't know i don't get it is not really how i choose to live life i think that these are things that that i'm acutely like the the poor people could because then they can use them to be like their help but the middle class hates the poor people because they need somebody to go i'm better than them or what they're the poor people so like yo i see it like that a little lot a lot lot yo the way people talk about welfare the way people talk about people like that yo the way man people say some shit to me sometimes and it's like yo you do not know that you're talking about my parents you do not know that you're talking about where i grew up and they don't know that they're saying it to me because I look a ways now. So it's like, I don't know. And then I act and I move different because I have this background. I don't act and behave like people. Certain things aren't funny to me. Certain things are. And like people like, like I look at act so middle class now that people don't necessarily get it. But like, I'm not. And it, I don't know. This song really spoke to me on that level. I can't really fully better articulate it. I feel like I'm being a bit of a wanker. But the overall <laughs> vibe of this track was slow, heavy. Like the music spoke in this solemn tone. And it felt like almost anger and rage filled. Like it instilled this dark side. Everything about it is super tight. Um, I don't know if I agree about best guitar playing throughout the album. But it's particularly stellar at carrying emotional tones in this song. And making it fucking be amazing. So I really liked it. Honestly, I like how much Ice-T does bother to include poor people of all types in his world. Because, again, like, yo, nobody's dying and leaving me a house. It's do or die. Okay, like, if this doesn't work, it's bankruptcy for me. Because that's the only option left. There is nothing coming my way. There's, you know, like, when you, most people in the middle class get houses and shit like that. Like, somebody dies and the shit gets passed on and some money appears. No, there's nobody. Honestly, anybody with money has so many kids is not coming to me. Like, it's just not happening. So you become different. And then when you come from a world that's a little more cutthroat, like, poverty teaches you certain things that are not the same as stability. So, like, I don't know, you become more of a survivalist victim type and you start thinking. Anyway, I can go on about this for a long while. I think it's pointless um, at this point to keep going. You get the point of what it evoked out of me in a song. But it also really ties into the idea of how to be a man to me. Like, to have empathy for people that you don't know because you don't know their circumstances and what they've been through. Hashtag goodness. So, it's cool. I don't remember if I gave it great. Anyway, next track's called Bitch in the Pit. All right, Bonnie, what do you think about this one? Well, all I have to say is there's a bitch in the pit. I 
and that's really what this is. It is a mosh pit song, and it is about how every night, whenever he, they're performing or he's performing or whatever, the group um, is performing this song or whatever, there's always a girl in the mosh pit. And even though it's dangerous, she's not scared. And, um, you know, because girls are hard. And, like, you know, there's always, like, some badass lady around. And, and like, I think that's great. What Won't be me. I'm badass in, in many other ways. But definitely do not like getting elbows in my face. And, like, I don't really wear dickies and things like that. Like, I'm not, like, a person who's going to be in a mosh pit. So it's Boring. fine. Tough lady. 4.25 on 5. I like mosh pit ladies. Those are fun ladies. Um, anyway. Uh, no, they are. I, I've been at the mosh pit, and I know those girls. But then there's the other kind of girl who, go, who goes in the mosh pit and is like, why are you touching me? And I'm like, why are you in a mosh pit? Those things don't coincide. Um, yeah, this one is so hard to fit into the main theme, except to say <laughs> that women can be men too women are hard like check it like i don't yes, i don't really know how it fits into the core theme this is the if anyone watching this can like fill in the gap for me that would be my cool tools it just but, seems sounds like he's like on the stage like and he's seeing what's happening and he's like there's a bitch in the pit like it just sounds like a very like genuine like, it just was so surprising to him that at every show everywhere there's always going to be some women going harder than men like and I know that girl. I've seen that girl at the pit going harder than men. And it's almost always the hardest person, you know? And personally, um, I never understood the mosh pit, period. Like, this is blessings. not a it's fun time it's, for anybody, an in my time. opinion. What is, what? I miss it. It's one. Of, it's on the list of post-COVID <laughs> activities to go get mashed up in a fucking pit, you know? Like, like, I remember being blessed. at, like, high school, like band performances and like you know all the kids are like in the mosh pit and i'm like no thank you that looks terrible it's amazing but like honestly i don't know if there's a lot deeper to it except that because he's such a man he gets to be in a position where he gets to go to places where there's hard ladies like i don't really know where he went with it but that part at the end where it's like she came here to party she came here to ride and the way it builds up and it progresses that shit's like sex to me the guitar solos on this are absolutely really nice they come to life they bring life to this song it feels like this is a really basically constructed song as in it's not like trying to do risky shit but it's doing it but it does so actually say i'm just kind of re reading the lyrics that you have up and it does say like she's harder than man so i think that that's also saying something too like yeah. this lady is harder than you like men like so step up your game or whatever like i don't know i, I don't know inclusivity i'm just trying to find a theme but yeah the guitars are i love this song like again it's not like risky risky and I feel like the whole album's kind of like that. They're not taking risks to be the best musicians. They're just proving they're great musicians by being so fucking tight and flawless with what they're doing that it sounds amazing on every track. And I think that this is yeah. one of the better ones. 4.75 for real. It's such a fun Ooh. song. I like this music a lot. I really love that kind of shit. Anyway. The next one is very appealing to me. And we should try some stuff <laughs> after. Let's have some black voodoo sex. All right, let's talk about black voodoo sex. How do you feel about this song? Well, it's um, it's about a, a sexy dark lady that he has some, you know, dark sex with in uh, New Orleans, and she's all into like that voodoo stuff, I guess. 
um, and then like just describes the sex that he's having and like what's happening and then like she pulls out a knife and then there's blood involved um, and he's like whatever and he just like sticks around and still does it and he has this experience with this lady and you know he's not really into like the, the stuff that she's into but He's still down to have sex with her. And uh, I mean, really, it makes a good story. So I appreciate that part. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I gave it a 4.35 on five. I enjoy this song because I do think it fits into the (laughs) main theme. No, it's fun. Like, first of all, if you're going to write a sex song, do something interesting with it, right? Like, that is my main rule. Like, it's not interesting to just hear the same shit that you hear in every other sex song. Unless you're an R&B, upon which, for some reason, you can write the same song a lot, and it's always blessed, and now it's not hyperbolic. That is how I feel. That is what you do in that genre. You're seducing people the whole time. But over here, it's just like, yo, let me tell you about how much of a man I really am. I met a woman, and first of all, she could out-horny me. And if you can out-horny me, I accept it. Let's do it. Fine. I'm not emasculated by this woman's sexuality i accept her freaky sexual desires so there's actually like a big lesson here to me right then she's like come here i can teach you about shit i'm gonna fuck you all night so the bigger lesson here is yo don't try in front let the freaks freak on you my guys and i'm hearing his message and going cool he's just like i hear that you're going to have sex with me all night that's all he hears he doesn't care about any of like all the rest of it and he's like but he's open-minded to it so it's really weird and it's intense and it's scary and he has this whole experience and he goes through it but because he's a man about it he does the deed he does what he got to do even if it's weird and it's out of his box but i think it ties into the empathetic open-minded shit and if you want to have some crazy cool stories and you want to have some crazy good times uh, maybe you should say yes more than no. Like, there's a lot of good practical business advice and shit built into this song. If you look through the subtext of the top layer, it's just goofy as shit. Um, and the vibe is fun. Like, it's got a bit of a swing to it. And I like that because especially he's talking about New Orleans. It kind of has more of a dancey vibe to it. And it's just kind of out there. And, and I, I think this one really hits. I think it's a 4.5. It's like it's one of those ones where like you don't really hear a lot of songs quite like this. And I think that yep. it's to its charm and to it's it's a big asset to this song. Um I don't know. That's you. all I gotta like say about it. It's it's blessed. Um the next one's called Wanna Be a Gangster. Alright, Bunny, how do you feel about this one? Well, he's not wrong. I do wanna be a gangster. Um and so he's talking about um suburb kids wanting to be hard wanting to be gangster and he's just kind of like okay but you can never really be gangster and because they're not from where like he's from or from like where like these people that are gangster like legit are from um and like if you try to like be hood even though you're from like this like uppity elite like environment um like if you come to like the place where like all this like hard stuff is happening and you try to like be like yeah i'm cool i can do this like they're gonna destroy you um and like prove to them that they're not real gangsters like time and time again it's like i'm sure this probably does happen like often where like idiots think that they can be hard and gangster and whatever and then like end up in like stupid situations that they 
shouldn't be in. Um, this one does feel more like rapidy. Like maybe it's also just like the topic or like the wannabe gangster. Like it's, it's most, not necessarily it's something the most that new you metal need. song on the album. Yeah, it's not like the topic and like. I guess like the words used, like I feel like you wouldn't normally hear like gangsta in like a heavy metal song. So <clears> like that's kind of cool. Um, and basically it's like, if you're not from the hood, stay out of the hood. Like real gangsters are trying to get away from like this kind of a life. Um, and like all these like rich, cushy kids are coming and like running towards it. And it just, just to feel like they're cool and like they're hard and that they can be just like all the other like, <laughs> but they're not. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what it is about. Um, I think it's good. I think it is, uh, I agree. I think that Ismail says it's uh, one of the best songs, so, or he says it's the best song so far. I don't know if it's the best one in my opinion, but like, I like this one. I think it's good and it's well done. Um, so I give it a 4.4 on five. Yeah, I, I think it's a great song. It's definitely yeah. up there. I'm 4.75. I don't know if I can give it a 5 yet. I feel like I've heard better versions of it on his next album because of that. Like, it's hard for me to go and get this one. Like, this is how we ride? Holy shit. That is a, is a beautiful... Or this is why we ride? That's an amazing version of this song. That's, like, a little better. So, because that exists, I'm feeling like this one is still cool, too. I'm just saying sonically, not necessarily topically. Um, the construction of this is amazing. It's so new metal to me. It feels so good to me. It's just right. I like the rap feels of it. I like the fucking energy of it. And I like the fact that it got included as a respect to new metal in general on this album. Because it's like body count legitimizes that a little bit. So for me, it was cool to hear that just on that element. Because y'all might not know how much new metal gets hated on the real reels. Um, so yeah, lyrically, it's cool. Like, we don't really need to go around the fucking literal logistics of it. It's, yo, I don't understand why you want to be a gangster with it. And since I know people who want to be a gangster with it the way he describes, like, I kind of empathize with what he's describing. Like, that same yeah. person that I'm talking about, like, who faked a certain thing in Montreal that made me feel irked earlier. Like, yo, you you shouldn't be, you know, promoting it the way that you are, given the world that we're all in and some of the other things people might know and shit. It's like, sure, you may have had a hard existence in Montreal, but to act like Montreal has the kind of hard existence that other places have is kind of preposterous to a guy like Ice-T coming from where he comes from and when he comes from, right? Like, so it's like a bizarre phenomenon, especially when you're like, look, it's not like the people like that the people that are there that live that life are kind of like what he's saying like yo we're trying to get out this is you need these equipment toolkits to escape here's the things you should care about right it's not the glorification of some shit you know like yeah so it's like i don't know i i went through this like wigger phase where like i totally probably wanted to be more gangster and i'm certain that some people might even think a couple of things where I present myself and I certainly use some nomenclature and shit, but yo, for real, man, if you've ever been in one scary situation in your fucking life, you do not want to be in that way. Like, shit scares me. Like, I can't be no gangster. That's scary. It's, I know some people who, like, secretly I'm like, yo, this, this guy probably could, like, kill me. I don't mean it, like, quite literally, but in the back of my mind, there's that little, like, fear element where like i should probably mind my manners and shit around certain people i meet because like i know that they've come from circumstances that are way more serious than the circumstances i've come from and if i talk shit i could get shot 
but I don't want to be a gangster like that because this is not really where I come from. So I empathize with the message he's giving, but I also know people that like kind of kind of go in a certain route with it. So like, I see the need for this song, and I respect it a lot. I know where he's talking about, but I also know the anecdotal versions for me. I think it's a really great thing. Um, I like the little clips of police things that get put into it, etc. I think it's really well constructed. Um, then there's the like album proper closer that we get called I Will Always Love You. I like how like the ending of the song is kind of like the end of a show where it's like it winds down and you get that little solo yeah. and you can almost picture the lights going up and the band getting ready to walk off stage. And that gives a real sense of completion to the album. Like the experience is over and there's not much uh, coming through after that. So that was super cool. But what did you think about the song? Um, I mean, it, it is very like, I think straightforward in its message. Um, he's just kind of talking about like, you know, the people who drop out of high school and like, you know, people who don't necessarily have like direction are like the ones that kind of uh, go towards the army and um, protect their country. And like, that I kind of thought, or I felt like it was a little bit weird because I don't necessarily fully agree with that because a lot of like, a lot of people choose to the army and like, that's like what they want to do. So it's not always like a second choice, but. Nah, but you gotta like look into the context of American poor area recruitment tactics yeah i definitely like know about that too and like not like discrediting that and i think that that's also something that should be talked about um but like it's also like the times and like he's kind of i think he's also kind of just talking about america and its relation to like veterans veterans yeah, but I think and just with like the context of who he's talking to, the veteran type and the recruitment, look at the beginning. You he's thought, talking you know, about the Afghanistan war and like these types of things. And like, it's like scary. And like people that you know, you know, because in the, I imagine in America, probably there are people that you know who went into the army and like went there and did these things. And like they probably saw or knew people that were killed or like their troop or whatever and so it's like all these like things that you don't think about and then they come back and like you they're expected just to kind of fit in again with like normal society but they're suffering with like ptsd and the chorus and like the title i feel like feel like a weird choice like they don't necessarily like fit like i like it's about like army guys and things like that and that we will always love love you which is kind of a lie because no, veterans it, it, i think like veterans often end up in like like kind of kick to the side a little bit and land up homeless and you know they have issues that don't nobody pays any attention to and they they don't get the help that they need so like on one point I can see like him personally or like as like the band, like they love veterans and like maybe they're saying like we love you, thank you so much. Like like that's kind that of like is one what way. They're saying. Like I know it is like a tribute song, obviously for them, but I still found it was weird. Like like it was just weird, like kind of like how the whole thing plays out, like for me. But like maybe it's just I'm understanding it. But like I I see how it's great for some people but i don't necessarily feel like it covers like the whole situation um, i don't think it's supposed to 
yeah anyways i give it a four on five i'll leave it at that like i don't know if ice t did military service but he says this goes out to my fellow vets you know and maybe it's because he's part of his war and he relates to it in a different way but look at the beginning of it yeah you thought you knew everything, dropped out of school at 17 to try to get a job at an early wage with no diploma means minimum wage. This is who we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. the person who has no opportunities, then meets this military recruiter, said, this is what it is. I'll give you the way out. And then you mm -hmm. go through this psychological torture. Like, um, I don't know, y'all seen the movies with the military recruitments and the people screaming at you. But actually think about, like, okay, so he was in the military. So, yeah. Like straight up, he is a vet, and he's then appreciating vets and trying to tell the story of what it is. Definitely, I think so. Like, when that's he's clear going too. through like his story a little bit, so he dropped out of school, he went into the army, trying to make sense of some shit. You know, maybe it's just him that he's writing about his six weeks of torture, or it's everyone. Because yeah. let's be real, he's just or maybe it's like somebody that he was with that died, and he's like, he's kind of saying it to them, like we're not forgetting about you, like that kind of thought. I don't know. I mean, but it's, I really think when he's saying, I will love you, he's talking to all of the vets that came back, all the people who died, everybody that gets put into this U.S. military system to go to war yeah. and to fight, especially with how aggressive the campaigns are to recruit people and the misinformation and the way things get framed and everything, all the fight wars that are kind of wonky to begin with in my personal political views. But I'm not American. What the fuck do I know? uh canadian army is a little different uh but you know you get through the whole story in the second verse and then you get back to that chorus where it's like i know you went through all of these kinds of things these are just things that people who go overseas and fight go through right so end of the day like to me it's like he's saying i hear your struggle and then you come back home and have to try to deal with this shit and you have no resources but you know what at least i will always love you and we will always love you and then if you look at the yeah. framing of that he's trying to lead by example i will love you and thus we will all love you so now imagine we're all performing it live and we're all learning that we all need to love through the way he wrote that chorus always will love you not that like we just do it it was always will it's like forever because we appreciate it and then he ties yeah. it home this is to all of you i'm talking to you and yo every time i watch vets talk about shit like people who have gone overseas there's a few youtube creators and shit and remembrance day comes around they all get exactly with this tone with this thing they it's like a it's like a brothership of people who are neglected by society and i think that him He's speaking for himself and the people that are affected by this, but then also to everyone else and saying, we should be saying this. We should be loving like this, all of you, but I do. So fuck everyone else. This is what being a man is, that empathy and love, that understanding. Because yeah. it ties into all these lessons and then it culminates with the hardest shit that he does. He offers his heart to the world. That's a hard way to end this album, True. in my opinion brave as fuck you know <laughs> so i get this shit at 4.5 it's delightful to listen to yes the chorus is repetitious but like i said this is a fucking cory taylor chorus so i said it during the part that i deleted in the the live but yo it felt like cory taylor was singing right with him i don't even know i looked at the credits just to see but um that's what it felt like it felt like that kind of shit and it just made sense like it's meant to be like this emotional carryover and tone with a subtle nuance in the lyric changes to bring a vibe it's it's really it's not bars <laughs> it's not what it's meant to be and i love it stills but i also fucks with that kind of stuff a lot regardless um anyway 
I liked it a lot. For the sake of it, because Lindell's here, we're going to go listen to 99 Problems BC Rock Mix till I get bored and go, that's enough of that, and we move on and just <laughs> briefly touch on that. There's just not enough different here for me to like roll with it. It's just got more instrumental. It's I. Here's the real reels. I like it better than the other one. It feels cool with the way it comes in with the extra chorus. Analysis done. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it just, it does feel kind of weird that like, like I know that this is like, they're supposed to be like heavy metal or whatever. Um, like it's not a very different sound what they did with this one. So it's like they went from like heavy metal to rock. So well, the vocals Same are like more tucked in to the mix. It's less like on top. Like there's some differences, but I mean, whatever. It's fine. Uh, I gave it a four point three five. I don't know. I didn't even know. It is uh, what it is. No, no, <laughs> no worries. Uh, so that's like the end of the album. Honestly, I like it a lot. I give it like a four point four ish on five. You may not have noticed, but I didn't actually take. The, the regular hard notes because my grades suck anyway they're all high so my grades don't count for a lot but i like it a lot this album was solid it's well-rounded um i think that the the way he approaches manhood from so many different angles really adds flavor because any individual song you may take an issue with but then when you start thinking about it with relation to the other songs they give you the context needed to maybe not get so inflamed at a particular idea but to get what he's trying to say and it really works because of how consistent his ideas are across the different topics that he he discusses i think he structured it in a very powerful way to start from like the darker elements to move it all the way towards love at the end and i really like it i really think yeah. it's a well-made album i think uh ice t knows exactly what the fuck he's doing with some of this shit yeah um i gave it a 4.38 on five so an 87.6 percent um, so technically it does fall, you know, fall into like the, you know, classic category, but I don't know if I would necessarily put it in that, like, it's not my classic, but I'm sure it's somebody else's classic. Um, and I definitely agree with you. I think consistent consistency is like the key to this album. Like it definitely is like one consistent flow and sound and, um, you know, it's, it's all him so it's like like his ideas and his thoughts and kind of like what he's dealing with and like I could definitely see that there isn't like an overarching sort of thought process to this album like it is cohesive in that sense um so yeah good job <laughs> I mean not that Ice-T needs me to tell him that but good job Ice-T that's hilarious so yeah thank y'all for watching we totally appreciate you being here it's amazing for the live, for the watching it in the futureness, to all that good stuff. It just means the world always. So, you know, if you feel it, feel free to hit that likes, follow, subscribes, all that good stuff. Leave comments. We appreciate y'all for reals. Special thanks to the patrons. This is Milk and MC, Chris Battle, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Orc, and Linda Williams, uh, Scribble. Uh, they're dope to support what we do. If you're on Twitch and you got Prime, you can feel free to hit that Amazon Prime sub thing for free. And if you're also just not on Twitch in the future, patreon.com slash behind that suit for the dings and all that good shit. Um, we do appreciate <laughs> y'all. On that note, thanks for being here, everybody. Live long and prosper.